Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I catch up with 27-year-old Victorian trainer Jake Laverso who notched up his very first group winner last night with Lectra Heckler leading all the way to the Group 2 Shepparton Cup. We had a great chat about what a thrill it was for him to notch up his very first group winner at just 27, how he first got involved in Greyhound Racing being a foreman for the dailies and also some helpful advice for anybody looking to pick up the lead and collar. I hope you enjoy this episode. So take me back to last night, realistically going into the race, what um, you know, what sort of chance did you give your fellow? I mean, it, it was a pretty uh, star-studded field, but um, you know, obviously did everything that you wanted him to do, come out like an absolute rocket, but were you expecting that? Yeah, he's sort of, he's got one of the best box manners I've ever seen in the dog at the moment. He's just flying. It's, he's in a purple patch of form and you just really can't, you can't sort of beat them dogs. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, eight straight, that's phenomenal. Some dogs don't even win eight in their career, let alone eight straight. Yeah, that's a really good feeling. I couldn't believe he's done it, to be honest. <laughs> How did you feel when he was sort of, you know, like you said, if he's got those brilliant box manners, you know, come out beautiful and, you know, was just humming away? Did you think, oh, God, I'm, I think I'm going to win this? Oh, halfway through the race, I thought about it, and then I thought, uh, just depends what's sitting behind me. I couldn't really see around the corner, which was a pain, but... Yep. And then... um. No, he ran a bit wide on home turn, which he normally doesn't do, but he still held on, which is great. Yeah, and, you know, obviously a, and an amazing feeling for yourself. I mean, a, a Group 2 race like that, like like I just said before, in um, in a pretty hot field, you know, obviously a lifelong dream come true for yourself. Yeah, well, as I said um, previously, I didn't know a greyhound before I was 18, 19 years old, didn't even know what one was. <laughs> oh, you're kidding! No. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, this is going to be this will be good to uh, good to touch on. What um so what made you get into greyhound training then? And obviously, I'm very jealous of the fact that you know you you're pretty new into your training career and already got a group winner. <laughs> yeah. Now, sort of. Tom Daly gave me a job. He offered me a job, a position, and um, yeah, I took it with full might. I've had a couple of jobs before, but I couldn't really find a passion for them. Greyhound training's really just stuck. Yeah. Right. Yep. What's um? So growing up, did you ever watch them sort of, you know, as a fan or whatever, or was only you know once you sort of got offered that job that you sort of really started to uh, get into it? It was just by chance. I'd never even really watched a race before then. Wow, that's so, amazing. Uh, yeah. How did you like? Obviously, you know, the dailies are. Yeah, I'm sure they instilled plenty of knowledge on you. But how did you learn what it was all about? Oh, Tom just told, he took me through the ropes and Tom, Andrea and George, um, they just really taught me from the start, just taught me what to do and what not to do and all that sort of jazz. With 150 dogs, it's sort of, you've got to <laughs> learn pretty quick. <laughs> what did you, um, what did you first think of it when you started doing it? Did you think, oh, geez, this is, um, this is, you know, cause a lot of people say to me, oh, it, there's so much more involved than what I thought there was. It is. You don't realise how much hands-on and all that sort of stuff you've got to be with dogs. But one thing that really gets you about the dogs is they're all different. They're all unique. Not one is the same. Yep. Yep. So it's, 
it's just it's a completely different job like you've never done before yep what and when I say it's a job it's not really a job it's sort of a lifestyle yeah true true well it, it is it's but you know like you don't have days off you know there's no such thing as public holidays with oh other than Christmas and Good Friday but um yeah you know there's no real days off is there nah it's all 24-7 yep what um what are some of the things that they sort of taught you like obviously you know from their perspective it would have been great getting you very fresh because they could have taught you the way that they wanted to teach you what are sort some of the things that they sort of took you through like things like how to feed them work them you know i'm guessing how to you know look after them post race all that sort of stuff yeah just sort of all the main stuff you go with training all the rearing the uh rearing the breeding and the breaking in and then going and trialling, seeing how they go in a field and all that sort of stuff, and then it went to racing. And obviously the aftercare is a major factor in the dogs. But um, other than that, it's just it sort of stuck to me like glue, to be honest. Is that, like, out of everything, obviously, you know, we know they do everything from, you know, uh, the, the whelping right through to the training. Is that the training stuff? Is that sort of what you sort of um, you developed a passion for, you know, over everything else? Yeah, it was beautiful to see them, obviously, born, red, and then see them grow up. And obviously, get to racing, which is um, it's a really good feeling. Yep, yep. What um, what are your plans now for uh, for your boy going forward? Have you sort of uh, had a look at the calendar and and you know flagged anything else for him yet? I'll, I'll go for probably go for the other country cups. You got Ballarat Cup on Friday, and then I think you got the Warrnambool Cup coming up. But um, I think he's better suited to four fifty than five hundred. Probably get run down over five hundred. Yep, yep. But um. No, I'll just look at him the next couple of days. If he's not right, he won't go in. But I won't put a dog in unless it's 100% right to go. Yep. Yep. No, that's um. No, that's good. Uh, you know, very good piece of advice. Um. You know, yeah. for anyone out there. Who else? Um. Who else have you got in your kennel at the moment? That um. That's going all right. I see. Uh. Mothrock's got um. Got a win over the 500 at Bendigo last month. Yeah, he's been a really good dog for me. I got him from the same owner, Phil Lenahan, and um. He's been a nice dog for me. He's won a couple of races. Yeah, I don't think he's up to late for heckler standard, but he's not far behind. Yep. Yeah, nice. And then I got another one, Officer Rod. He's a maiden. He's just coming back. He heard a hock ligament, which I was a bit skeptical about, but he's at the first trial back and he's come good. So hopefully he just stays sound. Yeah, nice. That must have been a big thrill for the owner, Phil, the fact that, you know, he, he bred him as well and that. Um, you know, what was he like after the race? He must have been just as excited as you were. Oh, I think he was more excited than I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a lovely bloke, Phil. He's a, one of the best owners I've ever had. Yep, yep. And, um, no, he deserves it. He's a good breeder. He loves he loves his dogs. Yep. Must, um, must be good, obviously, you know, for people like that to, you know, to put their dogs with you, you know, put their faith in you, you know, considering you are still, you know, very young and, and that. And like you just said, you know, you don't have a lot of years of experience under your belt yet. So, yeah, it must be nice that they sort of, um, it, you know, it would give you a bit of confidence too. Oh, I said to him after race, I said, I can't believe you've actually backed me in with this dog. Like, I've only been training dogs for two years and I've only had a couple of dogs, but <laughs> as you said, he knows me from Tom and George's and he knows that I... I love the dogs and I'm very passionate about it. So I think he just thought I'll give him a chance and I'll tell you what it's worked. <laughs> yeah, you're a pretty good combination, are you? Yeah. <laughs> what's, um, what's been the hardest thing that you've found about um, about training so far? Oh, sometimes the hours can get to you, but as I said, you wake up grumpy one morning, but then you go <laughs> in the shed and all the dogs make you happy again. So yep. it's sort of, it's good in both ways, but just sometimes... You sort of miss out on family occasions and all that sort of stuff, but you've just got to deal with it, really. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, it, you know, I've spoken to a couple of people who said, you know, around your age, and they're like, yeah, I gave the training thing a go, but, you know, I like to go out and party and stuff, and obviously, you know, if you want to do it and be good at it, you have to sacrifice that side of life. Yeah, you've really got to put your heart and soul into it. So, obviously, that's why I was probably good at Tom and George, because I got a couple of days off here and there, obviously, because I wasn't there 100% of the time, but... I'm sort of over that now, and I just want to really get stuck into it and try to be as best as I can. Yep. What um, what would you love to achieve this year? Like, are you just happy just keeping ticking the winners over, or is there a particular race that you know one day you'd love to win as a trainer? My favourite dogs are stayers. I love a stayer. I'm very good stayer. I wish I'd have a stayer one day, but I just keep kicking along at the moment. Just hope something falls in my lap and just go from there. They're um, they're pretty hard to come by. The old stayers, aren't they? Yeah, they're just beautiful animals. They're beautiful to watch come from behind. They can come from front. It's just their sensational race dog. Who um, who were some of the you know? Did you have any favourite dogs while you were at um at the dailies that you'd love to sort of interact with? Probably my favourite when I was there would have been Dinah Patty. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, she was beautiful, bitch. Yep. Yep. And then, run too. then again, through the through the whole time that I was there, they they had some incredible machines in their kennel, and they obviously had Fernando, Double One, Alan D, Donnie Emin. The list goes on. I've had I could sit here for ten minutes and say it, but <laughs> they're just all beautiful animals. Yep. I was going to say, like, you know, you just must have been, you know, like, obviously I know you, you haven't been in the game very long, but still, you would know the aura and, you know, what those sort of dogs had done. Like, were you just in awe every time you sort of went there? You must have think, shit, look at all these dogs here. Well, when I first come into it, we have Tom and George had Fernando Bell, one of the best dogs, and I didn't realise how special he was. I just thought it was a normal dog until <laughs> probably three to four months in, I thought, wow, this this dog's just a, like there's nothing like this dog yep yep i just thought there must be one in every kennel but it's not <laughs> very rare to come by oh we wish we wish there was one in every kennel yeah. <laughs> and i mean you know like obviously now what he's going to do at um it's done that you must think you know like it just rings home to how special a dog he was the fact that he's gone on to do what he's done at stud now yeah well i'll still go and watch his race replays to this day like it's it was just phenomenal. You wish to have one in your kennel in the end, but very, very hard to come by a dog like that. Oh, definitely. Well, you never know. Just keep um, heckling Phil to, to breed those litters for you. Yeah. <laughs> he might, might, uh, might give you one one day. I'm hoping. <laughs> Um, just for anyone, like, I know we've t touched on sort of some, a couple of the key things you learnt from the dailies, but, you know, if, I, I know we're obviously trying to attract young people to the sport and, you know, like we said, it is hard when you've got to dedicate so much of your life to it and if people have got families, it's hard to juggle, but, you know, can you sort of just touch on, you know, for yourself, you know, some words of, of advice for anyone looking to become a trainer and, you know, just how big of a thrill you get out of it? Probably the best thing is you really, you just got to really knuckle down and listen, and um, you just got to absorb everything. Because if you if you're not 100 percent to it, it's pretty hard to get a winner. But if you stick to your guns and you look after the dogs, well, the main thing is if you look after your dogs, they'll give it back to you. Yep, yep. And the, probably the biggest thrill is obviously watching a dog race that you've trained and it's won. Like it's unbelievable like last night it was a pinch myself like they tried to interview me after the race i couldn't speak or anything like it was just unbelievable <laughs> feeling yep yep and i mean that's that you know you must have just sprung out of bed this morning oh i did 
Kayla's mother said, I've never seen Jake work so hard in the morning <laughs> the whole time he's been here. <laughs> oh, well, we just have to get you winning group <laughs> group races every week. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> have you found it yourself, like obviously you started with the dailies, but, you know, have you found it um, like really good and, and easy to sort of pick people's brains for advice and sort of have those mentors? Because I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm a bit shy and a bit nervous to go up to such and such and ask them for advice, but how have you found it? Well, you ask anyone, I'm one of the most shyest people you've ever met, but when it comes to the greyhounds, I could speak to anyone, I could speak to them about anything, and I'll just ask anything that I want to know about a greyhound. You just, you've got to. Yep, yep. How have you found people? Have you found people to be easy to, to interact with and, you know, they're willing to help you out? Yeah, well, everyone everyone's obviously got their own ways, and it's good to find out how they do their dogs and sort of mix and match it, which is, obviously it's working a treat for me, but... Yeah. Um, you just got to sort of find your style in training, see how you like it. But as I said, the best thing is just to pick people's brains and just work out the best thing for the greyhound. Yep. Yep. Now you still um you've got to get that group one to be on Kayla's level. So when's that going to happen? Oh, I said I'll try in the other interviews, and I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> I was going to say, is there um is there a bit of banter that goes on there? Nah, Kayla's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, she still tells me she's better than me, though. <laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> like, I'll only say one day I'll catch you. Obviously, you know, her her situation's, you know, obviously very different to yours. You know, she's been born into the industry. You know, it must yeah. be great having someone like her who's, you know, been around dogs her whole life and, you know, would know pretty much everything and you can just ask her anything. Yeah, well, it's good because obviously we're a training partnership now and... Um, It just really works well for us now. Yep, yep. What, um, you know, is there a particular race that, you know, you'd love to win together one day? Uh, Melbourne Cup's the most prestige one, even if it's not the most prize money, but it's, yeah. just most, it's been the most valuable one uh, through time for years and years, so that's really the one that you want to pinch. Yep, yep. No, definitely, definitely. Um, no, too easy. That's sort of all the questions I had. I sort of just wanted to touch on, you know, your story and how you felt last night. And was there a bit of a yeah. um, bit of a party last night? Did you get a chance to celebrate a bit? No, I only got to drink one beer out of the cup and then straight home. I got to bed at two in the morning and had to be up at four oh, thirty no. to get day going to Mount Gambia. <laughs> See, people, that's the reality. You win a group race and it's just over in a flash. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.